Hey, Towelites! Back in what seems like an eternity uh, since our first part, the uh, Toy Fair 2019 uh, roundup of uh, our, our picks, our selects, and our favorites from uh, what some of our favorite companies out there are making for 2019 and beyond. So let's jump right in. My name is Chris. I'm Casey. And we are going to start talking about Super 7. Uh, Super 7. Neat, neat story here. Uh, kind of got popular off neat, odd collectibles. Uh, like reaction figures were actually launched by uh, Super 7, dating back to, um, I believe it was, when they did those alien, uh, the lost figures, I guess that you can call them. But they they did those. I remember seeing those at New York Comic Con one year and being very interested in that. And then it kind of just got popular after that. They... Um, they started making some odd ones, uh, some Master of the Universe ones and whatnot, and then they passed it on to Funko to kind of build it up for them. And Funko took it took it, and took their licensing and made a ton of figures and made it very popular. Uh, so Super 7 was able to get that back from Funko, and now uh, they seem to be really kind of a powerhouse up and coming into the toy industry, uh, having the, the Master of Universe license, uh, they just picked up a, a, teen, a Ninja Turtles uh, collectibles, uh, Voltron, uh, and more. So let's let's talk about it. They have the power of the Four Horsemen behind them, with a lot of the sculpting. Um, we saw the uh, their their continue the of course the Master of the Universe Gray Skull collection, which uh, was just previously on pre order. Now it's kind of ended, and uh, but they did have on display the Masters of the Universe movie figures from the eighties. Uh, He-Man, Skeletor, Ceremonial Skeletor, and so on. Very cool. Um, I gotta, gotta, I gotta buy them. That's a really good intro. <laughs> you should work for that. Oh wait, can't you work for them? Aren't they I like can. half an hour away? <laughs> they are. They're in. San, they're in San Francisco. <laughs> that uh, that's gonna be my resume. I, I send that to them. I think you should just send them this episode. Um, yeah. So those figures in particular blew me away and the reason why is because i didn't think we'd ever <laughs> i don't think we'd ever see anything from that movie like in, as far as a line we the only time we saw them was when mattel was was crumbling um and they were we didn't get really a big release of any good characters uh i mean i could but we got kind of like the offshoot characters we didn't get like this these, I guess uh, that's what I mean. Gorgeous like, figures. Yeah. yeah. I do remember seeing the Mattel ones and they weren't great, but this was like All right. very well sculpted, very well presented. I want that Skeletor so bad. It looks so badass. And, you know, Franklin Langella, like it's just so weird <laughs> that it's a thing, you know? So I was, I was really happy with seeing that. That was for me out of all the stuff that we're going to talk about from Super 7. And, and there is some great stuff. Uh, that was this. That was the standout. Yeah, that was that was really cool. I mean, they got, and then of course they have their new, not new, but their uh, ongoing five point five vintage uh, line with uh, new figures being added to that. I saw some of those on on display. Uh, some some new entries into that. But uh, what I've been waiting for, uh, a lot of collectors have been waiting for, is the snake pla- uh, snake mountain playset. Uh, now. The only thing that was on display was a little cardboard cutout, uh, but there was news that pre-order goes up in May. Yeah, 
That was a, uh, it was a tease. It was a great tease, but it was a tease. That's all. So I'm surprised there's no like um, sample or you know prototype or anything like that. To be honest with you, uh, but whatever. I'm interested to see how it's going to be treated. Uh, back when Mattel did the Castle Grayskull, it was a funding um, ex- funding run, like a Kickstarter, where if if it didn't get funded enough money towards it, it wasn't getting made, and it did get made. Um, and it's it's sitting in my closet right now, waiting for Snake Mountain to join. Yes, indeed, yeah. Uh, so we'll see, and hopefully that uh, Super Seven has a great payment plan uh, with their probably <laughs> uh, five hundred dollar plus collectible coming soon. That's yeah. that's my that's my guess on the pricing point. I'm surprised. Take, take advantage of that. I'm surprised there wasn't a price point shown off to. So um, I don't know. So there's a tease that they're getting uh, Ninja Turtles. Like they didn't have anything on display, they just—that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. So what? Nothing. It just hey, we have this license coming soon. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Um, another one they picked up was Voltron. Uh, and I think what is that? It's a statue. Is it an action figure? Uh, it's an action figure. It does move. It kind of reminds me of the tune. Uh, tune terrors that we talked about with NECA, like very well uh, sculpted, you know, almost almost cell shaded in a, in its uh, display, more cartoony, but it should be because it's a cartoon. So it was cool. It was just a cool look at that and um, smaller smaller figure, uh, but then it's only it's seven inches and it's thirty five dollars. So you know, it's not a bad price point. So something I saw teased on Instagram uh, was that the four horse were working on Ren and Stimpy figures for uh, for Super Seven. So that's that's cool that they're uh, they're kind of expanding uh, on their on their licenses. You know, with Voltron, Turtles, Ren and Stimpy, uh, Toxic Crusaders, and Conan. Even uh, a lot of a lot of neat, varied uh, collectibles from this company. Yeah, that was. I think that was one of the big things for them this year was they got a lot more IPs. Um, I'm excited about all those toxic crusaders was the one that kind of was the weirdest of all of them, just because I haven't seen anything from trauma in a long time, though. I do know that trauma doesn't own the rights to toxic crusaders. So I think toxic crusaders can do whatever they want. Toxic Avenger, not so much, but this was cool. It was great to see it. I still have those figures from when I was a kid. I used to watch that cartoon, so it was neat. Yeah. And uh, what about that Conan figure? That's just kind of stylized. I don't like it. <laughs> it's from the comics. It's just, it's not the Conan that I want. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but you know, it looks good. It looks good. I mean, if four horsemen are sculpting it, it, it does. It's a good looking figure it's just i don't like it so right. it's just personal not your conan not my conan hashtag uh so so run uh let's let's run through some of these reaction figures uh that were revealed yeah so uh we got to look at peewee uh we got to look at breakin <laughs> which was an 80s movie which does not deserve figures uh <laughs> the universal monsters which of course does uh that was great and then finally, my other big thing that I really got excited about outside of those Masters of the Universe movies uh, was Teen Wolf is getting two 
uh, reaction figures, and including him in his classic high school gear and then in his basketball gear. And <laughs> guess who will be buying them both? <laughs> Michael J. Fox? He, he owns them. You know he owns oh, them. Yeah, uh, he is the prototype. He is the wolf. Don't forget that, Chris. <laughs> so I'm there. I'm buying it. It's happening. I was very excited about that. Still waiting for my Sideshow Collectibles Teen Wolf line, but, you know, until then. <laughs> yeah, someday. Someday. Some- I mean, you could probably trust up your Chewbacca if you wanted to. Probably. That's true. <clears throat> That's true. Uh, so let's let's talk about Funko. If we truly wanted to talk all about what Funko shows off at Toy Fair, it would be at least five shows. So, oh yeah. Um, in regards to pops, uh, which I think they did reveal some really cool ones uh, this year, but my highlights were definitely Jaws and whatever they're going to be doing for Alien Fortieth. Um, so that's cool. I can't. I can't wait. I know. I've, I already ordered the specialty pop, which is like um the xenomorph uh from it's like the first pop that came out in this in this new 40th anniversary line so i'm excited jaws i don't know they're gonna be doing bruce the shark which is cool uh but i already have all the reaction figures for the jaws line which is which which are highly collectible um so i don't think i i have any need to buy these but whatever what do you think about uh the adams family we're pretty excited about the uh Super 7 doing them. So, sorry, Super 7 didn't, but Mezco did. Oh, um, Mezco did them. Yeah. It's yeah. just, again, it's one of those things where you don't see Adam's family. Um, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why they're coming back, uh, but it was cool to see it. You know, just one of those things where I was really kind of like, oh, okay, Adam's family, sure. Uh, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we're we're getting some of that action. And then also uh, we're getting some Hercules and Xena figures. Uh, Same thing. Weird, you know? What's just things that just keep coming back that should be doing shows. You know, um, we should be getting those <laughs> ASAP on the streaming services. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Sam Raimi. He's going full circle. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I saw some mystery minis. I'm really excited about our uh, Ghostbuster ones. Those I like mystery minis. These cutesy little final collectibles that you just can't help spending five bucks on, um, especially yep. when they're blind bagged. So frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, Ghostbusters 35th. They're just gonna keep rolling out stuff throughout the year, and we'll probably keep buying it. Mm. Probably. All right. Um, so, like I said, that was a quick, brief overview of uh, Funko. If you really want to dive deep in there, there's plenty of uh, news out there for uh, your collectibles. And most of them are already up for pre-order on sites like Entertainment Earth and stuff like that. So, all right. So, moving on to Hasbro. Hasbro does their uh, own thing uh, off of off campus. Uh, it's It's... It's always a fun time. We we had the privilege to go uh, once or t- one one time, I believe we went, and then I also went to a couple of the the, the night events when I was living down by the city. So uh, that was fun uh, because Hasbro does have a lot of cool licenses. 
and we're going to talk about a few things, you know, our, our favorites, you know, of course. Uh, so I do want to talk about this Pulse sub club hub. Um, Hasbro just totally redid their site um, so that they could do this new thing called Hasbro Pulse. Uh, we went from the Hasbro toy shop to this. And now um, it seems to be a lot more of their cool uh, collector stuff offered online. So, you know, check that out guys. Uh, especially if you're, you're excited for things like the upcoming hyper real uh, black series Vader. Yeah. If you are, <laughs> it's a good thing to check out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, not, but yeah. <laughs> but it looks like you can um, you can upgrade to Pulse Premium right now with no enrollment fee. Uh, so I got I got to check this out. Really, just what it's about, just to just get some more information. I didn't do it prior to the show. I'm sorry, guys, but um, check it out. Now I do want to talk about uh, some reveals, uh, including the Star Wars Retro Collection. Uh, so there'll be. Uh, Diving into the five POA, uh, you know, line that you know that Star Wars basically created um, and made popular. So, what do you what do you think about this? They look they look just like the classic ones. They're just a little bit bigger. So, uh, anybody out there who's worried about authenticity of their vintage figures, don't worry. Um, there's uh, there's there's comparisons. So, what do you think? I think this is great for collectors. Uh, especially collectors who are okay with getting that vintage look, but not paying those vintage prices. Um, I think it's actually kind of good for completists too. Like say, uh, like my uh, cousin from um, Gourmet Scum Radio only wants to get uh, figures from Empire or sorry, uh, Return of the Jedi from that time period. Now, of course, he'd rather have the retro figures, but maybe he just goes and buys these and doesn't have to pay. Upwards three hundred dollars for one figure, depending on the figure. So I think it's great. Um, not anything I'm into, but I think it's for the collectors. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think that after this initial line, they should tackle the last seventeen um, and just put those figures in the hands of people that that, like you said, don't want to pay those extremely high prices. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's it is what it is. It was just at the end of that um, that era. Those figures just were underproduced and and are near impossible to get. So that's I think they should just start kind of backwards in that, in that regard. Um, anyways, uh, moving on to Marvel Legends. Uh, lots of Marvel Legends, of course, uh, revealed. Always coming out. I just you know left to the right. All these crazy figures. Uh, they just they're not stopping. And actually, uh, we're getting for the tenth anniversary of. And the MCU, uh, we're getting some uh, side characters, <laughs> anywhere from Agent Carter uh, to um, now I'm going to be drawing a blank. Go ahead, uh, Korg uh, from Ragnarok, um, and what's uh, Scott Lang's buddy from Ant Man? <laughs> so Michael Pena. <laughs> yeah, Michael Pena's character. Uh, Whatever so, that is. <laughs> yeah, so now you can have your Korg and 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 Michael Pena team up, um, and I hope they come in a two pack. So. <laughs> So that's cool. Um, I thought that was really neat that they were, uh, you know, paying tribute to these these characters that actually really really are awesome and add a lot to the, lot to the films. Exactly. Yeah. 
And finally, uh, the, the, this is one of the first figures I saw revealed for Toy Fair. To be honest with you, um, it was it was popping up on pre-orders everywhere. It was it was it was hey look what we got. Uh, so they're gonna be making a Transformer Ecto One mashup, and it looks amazing. Ecto Ectotron. Yeah, I thought this was actually pretty cool. It has its own kind of like backstory that they gave it to uh, for. You know, Transformers specifically meant to catch Ghost. Um, I thought it was neat. I, I, you know, I thought it was a cool idea, and yeah, I would, I'd be into it for sure. Didn't a comic just come out with Transformers Ghostbuster crossover, or is that solicited for May? There's something coming. It's coming. It's, either, it's coming. And my question was, I thought I saw on that cover was a transforming Ecto One. Well, so then, yeah, I think that's probably it. The tie-in. Yeah. Is it tie-in? That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome if it is. Cool. Very cool. And it's um, in a G1 box, which I think is awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good throwback. I, um, I'll definitely have to be picking that up or two. <laughs> um, uh, moving on to the other big powerhouse, or are they now? Um, there's been a lot of problems with financially uh, for Mattel in this past year. Uh, they, they lost the collector line for DC. Uh, McFarlane picked that up. Unfortunately, we don't get to see anything at Toy Fair uh, from McFarlane, but we will be seeing it at San Diego Comic-Con. But um, Mattel did announce the final DC Multiverse figures, including Red Robin, um, the Katana that I thought was already being made, and and some others. So it's um, it's it's kind of sad to see it go because I did, you know, Four Horsemen did come back to uh, work on this line. Uh, they did do the original DC collective uh, DC universe uh, classics, uh, which was a very popular line. Um, I loved that line. It was really the definitive DC action figures, um, which kind of died with the sub, but um, they came back after killing the sub and now it's, it's, it's over for them again. Um, so these, this is the final run, even though McFarlane says he's going to be doing multiverse figures it doesn't mean he's going to be picking up from this line. He's going to be wanting to do his own renditions. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You know, definitely four horsemen, you, you throw them on figures, you know, and they had their start at McFarland. So they're amazing sculptors. And I love to see what they've done throughout the years with some of these DC figures. Like um, I want to say that their green arrow is like, Right? Isn't it? They did that green arrow that was like out of control good. Maybe it was from DC icons, but regardless of it, um, I'm glad. You know, I'm sorry, Mattel, you're known for, for Barbie and uh, making childish figures, which, you know, if I have a kid, then maybe I would think differently. But for me, I, I'm glad that they're going and, and going in a different direction. You were absolutely correct about that. Uh, that green arrow figure it's it's awesome uh they do the classic like robin hood look and then they do the hooded yes, one yes yes okay. one of the last <laughs> one of the last uh in store lines for the for the dc universe classics yep. so um all right so let's 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 take a commercial break and then we'll be back with the second half of the show Podcast creators of the Pursuit of Plastic, Gourmet Scum Radio, and those geeks you know. 
in association with Don'tForgetATowel.com. Comes Tablet Talk, the podcasting network for all things geekly, from comics to movies to television and more. Tablet Talk is the podcast for your intergalactic geek. Don't forget to travel safe and travel with a towel. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run again! All right, we are back. Those are some awesome commercials. Uh, let's get into Quantum Mechanics, a company that, uh, you know, I don't know if they're kind of. Uh, unknown to a certain extent. Uh, they are kind of up and coming and they make some really cool collectibles. Um, and including those are from anywhere from one six figures down to their Q fig line, which is uh, starting to get very popular. So uh, what is the, uh, what were the princess bride figures on display? Uh one six scale. One six scale. That's same thing that's with their is this uh, Star Trek. Yep. Supernatural. A lot more Star Trek, but Supernatural. So their one six line. I don't know who they market it to. I don't. I don't see them out in the wild. Like even those. Like we saw those Supernatural ones a few years ago, and I still have never seen it out. You know, maybe specialty toy shops, but I would expect that those. Their Star Trek figures look amazing, but yeah. you know I don't know who's getting them. So it's 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 a weird. They exist in a weird place where they're not sideshow, and you know they're not. Uh, what's the other big one? Fishing. You know what I mean? Like they're just. I don't know who's getting them. So they're great figures. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. This company just flies under the radar. Yeah, I, it's you don't see them just out on shelves. You don't see them popping up online. If you if you dig deep enough, you'll find the Q figs, of course. But Q figs that, you can get at uh, Box Lunch. Mm-hmm. You can get them at Hot Topic. Like those are out. Right. Those are the kind of those are the kind of figures that you definitely see in those specialty shops. Um, and let's let's talk about those because they just they they kind of buy into that cutesy vinyl. Um, collectible thing. It's it doesn't move. It's not poseable any much. I don't think, right? They're all no, just mini statues. So I don't think any of them move. So that's uh, and they have a lot of lot of cool different figures that they can do with that from Marvel to DC uh, to Harry Potter and so on. Um, what did did they have anything like brand new on display that's uh, up and coming for 2019? For specifically the Q figs line, yeah, the Q figs. Yeah, so they did have a lot more uh, Harry Potter, um, a lot more. So, like you said, it's it's really actually those three properties. Yeah. 
so maybe and maybe that's another kind of like i don't know it's an advantage and a disadvantage because nobody else is doing something like that but there also isn't a lot of that so um there was a lot more uh harry potter and dc stuff just kind of variations of the things that we've seen you know like deadpool with more explosions more chimichanga like that kind of stuff. So I would say, you know, take a look at the gallery and see like what else they have on display. But the big thing is, is that, you know, I wanted you to touch upon like these, these dioramas because that's really uh, kind of crazy what they got yeah. going on to those. Yeah. So they're up in the ante uh, with what they're calling Q master dioramas. And uh, we saw the Batman family one in like pre toy toy fair. Uh, this was, already up for pre-order online and um, I was sharing it on, on our Facebook page and whatnot, because I thought it was really cool. It was blending um, the Q-fig cuteness with uh, like statue size um, element to it. So they, they have Batman who is like full, you know, adult size. And, but then all of his bat children um, are just like the Q-fig size, like crawling on him, like, like kids. And it's, it's super cute. And it's something that, I would want, um, I, I don't know if I, if I'm going to spend 200 bucks on it, it's, it's worth 200 bucks. Um, but, um, yeah, that's the next step in collecting for them when it comes to the Qfic level. Yeah. They also did a Harry Potter. That's a diorama with Hagrid on his motorcycle and Harry riding sidecar, um, which is cool. It was Qfic style, but much bigger scale. Um, one thing I did also want to touch upon, just it was a, so there were some common themes that ran throughout Toy Fair, and like almost everybody seemed to have like new properties for them. And I didn't mention it in the first episode of NECA too, but like Pennywise is huge. Uh, the Conjuring universe, uh, NECA did get that license, so there's going to be Valak, uh, the Nun. Aka the nun and um, some other figures from Conjuring Two, and then there's more coming out. So, same thing with Quantum Mechanics is that they got a Valak one six scale and a Pennywise one six scale, which other companies have not gotten that. So I thought that that was actually a really cool win for them. So for the horror realm, they they did get those two figures. Yeah, I, I just I was amazed at how many how many Pennywise collectibles are out now. It's just it's 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 mind boggling. Um, next on the list is McFarlane. Uh, we, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, McFarlane did pick up the DC license to make collectible action figures. And this is very exciting news. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's amazing because they also picked up Harry Potter. So it's just, they, they're power housing into 2019 and I can't wait to see what they have to offer. I think it's a testament to what Todd McFarlane has said since the beginning, since he got into action figures, which was how do you, everyone can make action figures. Everyone can, but how do you make them look like they actually do? <laughs> and a lot of these people throughout the years, I can't remember who had Harry Potter. I, I, I actually want to say it was Mattel. Honestly. And it was shitty. Like, I think I have a Dementor because it doesn't need a face, but like, Todd McFarlane has always been so good. He's the reason why I think he's the only one who even makes uh, sports characters because they look exactly like the players. 
And you know what I mean? Like, same thing. Like, they expanded their line with Call of Duty and Fortnite, um, some of the ones that they've been doing, Walking Dead, for a while. But I think the reason why they got these these big names, Harry Potter specifically, is because they're going to make them accurate to what these uh, actors look like. And with uh, Warner Brothers doing more with uh, Fantastic Beast as well and everything else with that, like, it just makes sense. So, um, yeah, we didn't get to see them yet, but I'm pretty sure they'll knock it out of the park when we when we do. Awesome. Yeah, I. it's exciting. I, you know, McFarland was one of the companies we collected when we were just starting off and really collecting action figures, um, you know, yeah. besides when we were kids, but, you know, really having collector figures. And they, they're what shaped our, our appeal for, you know, these, these designer, to- these designer toys, you know, yeah. it's not just the, it's not just a, like a play in your toy chest thing anymore. It's, it's, this is 3d art, 3d art. Um, we're also gonna get some more Borderlands figures. Can't get enough of these, man. Uh, they're they're awesome. Yeah, that was another prevalent thing that you got a lot of teases for Borderlands, and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more in a few minutes. But um, McFarland has had it, you know, like the, he's done Borderlands figures already. We already have a handsome Jack and a tiny Tina and a Claptrap, but we got to see the Maya. Um, we got to see the Krieg. More of those. I can't remember what the name are they are. What are they? They're not the berserkers, but just like the the Borderlands guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the face mask, <laughs> like so, we got to see more of those guys. So it's cool that they're doing it on a property that hasn't had a new video game in like five years, six years. Well, they just got the VR one. They did, but that's Borderlands too. Yeah, I know. Not new game. You're right. No, You're right. That's what As I mean, we. Though. As we beg for it. Yes. Gearbox. Hello. You listening? Please. Obviously, they're making toys, so where's our game? It's very, it's popular with, <laughs> its popularity is uncanny. Uh, speaking of uncanny, uh, <laughs> Migo has returned from the dead. Uh, in a world where cloth action figures are in demand once again, the OGs of, uh, action figure collecting have returned and uh they you know i saw them in target this past year uh cool uh they have they're bringing back some of the old licenses doing some new figures um kind of all over the place the thing that really uh struck out to me is that they've gotten some licenses um including universal monsters as well as the freddy uh you know nightmare on elm street Dracula, Invisible Man, that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's curious to me because it's there's other, you know, NECA does cloth <laughs> action figures. Diamond Select had done it at one point. But um, I heard an interesting story uh, from one of the guys at Mego to a buyer pretty much saying that if they make it, the fans are buying it. <laughs> like he was like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter what we've put out. Everyone has been getting sold out. So married with children, facts of life, happy days, all the ones that came out in 2018. uh, It looks like they've been doing it. And I think it's because of that older collector market has really been, you know, playing off that nostalgia. You know, it doesn't particularly look like the people or whatever. It just 
I don't know, whatever. So they're buying it. And I thought that that was a really interesting commentary that uh, Migo is doing well. So good, good, good on them. Yeah, for sure. I saw like Abraham Lincoln in there somewhere. You did. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, so, hey, it's a collector market out there. Uh, and uh, why why can't the the old guns come back, you know, <laughs> and play again? So that's cool. That's cool to see these companies reigniting uh, their products. Uh, what? Let's, let's close out the show. I know you want to kind of cover some uh, of the, the the smaller companies out there that may you know a lot of people may not know about, but they should know about. And uh, I should take it from here. Yeah. So just a little bit of highlight was like T Turtle. Um, that was a company that I had seen the game Unstable Unicorns. It's one of the most popularly uh, funded games on Kickstarter, um, if not the most funded game on Kickstarter did very well. So they were there. Uh, they showed off a game called Daring Contest, which is basically truth or dare that they did a mature edition and a drinking edition. And it was really cool. It just seemed like a really fun game. It reminded me of, honestly, uh, with Michelle, uh, who came with me, we went to college together. Obviously, Chris and I also went to college together. But um, it reminded me of playing Kings uh, back in college. You know, and they basically just turned it into a card game. And I was like, this would be the perfect drinking game. Wow. Uh, so shout out to T-Turtle. Uh, they had a bunch of other games too, but that one was the one where I was like, let me buy this immediately. Um, I just want to say something. I mean, the, yeah. the the gaming segment of Toy Fair is so impressive. Um, and I know that, you know, with you being there for one day, it was hard to, you know, cover other things outside of our, our action Figure realm and, and our, our usuals and you know when we used to go we used to actually be able to sit down and play some games and um yeah that's that i um i'm glad that you actually were able to see some of this stuff too but yeah that's yeah. i always i always remember having a blast checking out the new board games coming out yeah too many you know fantasy flight with more of their star wars stuff of course warhammer was there like there's so many board games but I wonder if that Horizon Zero Dawn game was there because remember how we played the, the the Dark Souls because it's the same company. I wonder if it was there because it got funded. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see it. Uh, I'll have to you look know, that I, saw, up. I saw Cryptozoic. You know, I saw yeah. some of the big ones, but I didn't see it. So probably I just you know it was it was a very it was a you know my final thoughts. I guess I'll give my final thoughts other than um, well one more thing the coop who basically is like a ThinkGeek type company. You see a lot of their products at, through ThinkGeek and in GameStop and stuff, but they had a huge poster uh, that said Borderlands is coming, but no products. <laughs> that sounds about par for the course when we talk about Borderlands. <laughs> right. So my, you know, I, I asked what straight up, what's going on? Like, why am I seeing this poster, but I'm not seeing any Borderlands? He goes, exactly. <laughs> he goes, uh, I can't say anything. He goes, because I go, we haven't seen a new game in so long, but I see all these people touting Borderlands things. And he goes, I wonder why that is. And then stopped. So I, uh, that was cool. That was encouragement that, hey, we have something coming from borderlands and i i uh, you know we all know it's got to come and i would imagine in may when e3 hits yeah 
we'll we'll finally get that reveal for Borderlands three, but um, that was cool. That was cool. So yeah, that's that's a nice little cookie or breadcrumb trail right there. Good. Yeah, that's what I I wanted to hint at. So my overall thoughts, just to wrap everything up from this two parter episode, is that uh, Toy Fair was bigger than I've ever seen it. Um, you can't do it in a day. <laughs> can't. I tried and it didn't work. Um, and I didn't get to see nearly as much. I didn't get to see McFarlane until the end. I didn't realize where it was because they moved it. It wasn't in the action figure alley as I'm dubbing it. They moved it to a completely different section. So um, that was very curious. So there's just, it was a lot to try to get through. A lot of the rooms were smaller companies too, like Jack Pacific, you know, like has its own like random boardroom area and other yeah. companies like that that I like to see. But it was so big. It was massive. And um, I had a blast as I always do. It's my favorite show to to go to, but it was just a lot. And, uh, you know, some of the trending things, Ghostbusters, 35th anniversary, Ghostbusters mania was all over. Unicorns are really hot the last couple of years. Llamas yeah, they are. are taking over. Llamas, llamas are, are coming over. now? Yep, llamas are the thing. I have to tell my niece. She's like obsessed with unicorns. Yeah, so it's funny. Like you saw a shift, right? You saw some unicorn stuff, but you saw llamas everywhere, including T Turtle had a new llama game. Uh, so it was just, it was, you know, and all the people who I saw were making independent games um, were talking about that. And there's a lot of, you know, craft makers who are trying to get their names out there. And I thought that that was really cool. It's always something great to see that entrepreneurs are, are, are making it in the world. So um, that's all. It was just yeah, a great I, show. And I, I was sad that you weren't there. I know. I was just, I was just kind of thinking about walking through all those little back, back booths and seeing things that, you know, may not ever see the light of day, but, you know, people are out there trying to get, uh, their product out and um, it's good that DFED is here to help, you know, get them some exposure. So I'm glad you got to go. I'm glad that, you know, 2018 is in the bag and we get 2019 collectibles uh, as we, as we save up our uh, hard earned cash to uh, get our collective hands on them. So uh, Casey, tell them, tell them about our show and our website and where you can find us. So you're going to find us on don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly. Uh, there will be a nice little write-up if you have to see part one, or sorry, if you haven't listened to part one, uh, part one will be there on DFAT, as well as wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll be able to find both of those. Um, you can find us on all the socials, uh, mostly just search Don't Forget a Towel or DFA Towel, and um, we're there, man. So you know, I just want to say thank you guys for listening to all the toy fair coverage here like i said it was a great year can't wait to go again in 2020 and um you know don't be a scalper that's right that's right and uh get out there pursue some plastic and happy hunting <laughs>